podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. No breaks. No breaks. No fear. No fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome to No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. And this week we reflect on the British final 2022, which finally got underway at the National Speedway Stadium. A little delayed, but we got there in the end. And Dan Bewley claimed his first British title. Our special guest this week is the man who finished second on the podium. Tom Brennan joins us to discuss his year so far and look ahead to the playoffs with both of his teams, the Bellevue Aces and the Glasgow Tigers. All this and much more to come on this week's episode of No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along then, I'm Ian Brannan and you join me at Plymouth's Coliseum Stadium where the uh, Pool Pirates have safely navigated their way through to the Championship Playoff semi-finals after a quarter-final second leg victory over the Plymouth Gladiators. 50 points to 40 in the end and uh, a 40-point aggregate win, 110 to 70. And it'll be the Pool Pirates who now face the Glasgow Tigers uh, on Sunday, the first leg of that at Ashfield. Right now, though, we're going to uh, focus on the British final first. Our special guest is Tom Brennan. We'll hear from Tom very soon, but we'll bring you some interviews from the National Speedway Stadium on Sunday. Uh, as um, the uh, new British champion was crowned, and of course it was Dan Bewley who uh, got his name on that trophy after uh, a terrific afternoon. Uh, not dropping a single point through the course of the meeting and uh, getting his name in British Speedway history and becoming the 2022 Sports Insure British Final Champion. Well, some interviews to bring you then, and uh, we'll start off with the man who finished on the top step. Lee Wilde caught up with Dan Bewley. Dan, a great way to remark your return to the UK. Maximum performance, you must be happy with that. Yeah, you know, that's that's the goal when we come here, but, um, you know, it's just nice to get some laps here again and... Uh, it's always a little bit nicer when you win, but um, yeah, it's just cool to, to come back and uh, spin some laps. This is the track where you started your career. Do you look back and see how far you've come in such a short time? Does that mean anything? Uh, not too much, but you know, at the same time, uh, I do still remember you know the first year in the National League. But you know, I honestly, I feel like I kind of started my career at Edinburgh. You know, I rode there the most the first season, and uh, it wasn't until you know 2017 coming in at the in for the Aces that you know I really felt. Um, you know, I went all right the year before, but I thought I started kicking on once I went to the Aces, and uh, it was a long time in the team, and uh, you know, it's it's been cool, it was, and it was an awesome experience being in the team, and uh, you know, it's just always nice to come back. A few difficult races out there. You didn't have it your own way, even though the scorecard suggests you did. Some really tough racing. Yeah, we had to come through the pack in a couple of them, and uh, you know, it was fun, and uh, yeah. So it's always a good racetrack here, to, here today, uh, here, and uh, you know today was no exception. So uh, yeah, fun. Well, Dan, congratulations once again. Thank you. We'll hear quite a lot from Tom Brennan in a moment, but uh, the man who finished third on the evening was Craig Cook. He started off fairly slowly, but certainly got going in the end, and he's been catching up with Lee Wilde too. Craig, fantastic performance from yourself after not much bike time over the past two months. You must be pleased with your performance. I'm pleased. Yeah, I'm just. Um yeah, you know, I'm more happy to make some progression, you know, these last few weeks have been, uh, it's been difficult, you know, obviously not doing a lot of riding and uh, sitting around twiddling my thumbs and being injured through no fault of my own, you know, three, I've had three meetings there that have been cleaned up and uh, injured and, and I've done nothing wrong, so it's it's frustrating and um, yeah, we, but you know, things prior to that hadn't been great obviously getting dropped by Sheffield and and this that and the other and so we're just uh, me and my dad been working in the workshop and just trying to get our equipment a little bit better and making a few changes getting things a little bit more easy, easier to ride and um, I think it, it showed in them the three races there in my qualifying races you know kind of showed glimpses of my, of my old self so I'm very happy with um, them three races before the final the way things went, the speed that I had. And, you know, it's just sometimes it's not about the result today and it's looking at the bigger fi- picture, the future, meet- future meetings 
um, leading into the playoffs with Glasgow and uh, and also next year. So I'm very happy that we feel like we've made some progress. I feel a lot more happier in myself, more relaxed, and uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to the future. Congratulations, it was fantastic. Thank yeah. you. So there's the British Speedway number one and the British Speedway number three. But what about the current British Speedway number two? He is, of course, Tom Brennan. Earlier on, I caught up with Tom for an extended chat uh, about his season in general, his season so far, his travels to Poland and much, much more. Uh, it's a, a fairly lengthy chat, so we'll break it into little bits. And uh, I started off by chatting to Tom about the British final and the title that he now enjoys of being British Speedway's number two. Yeah, as you say, it's been a uh, been a um, definitely like a um, a um, long time coming for us. I mean, obviously the first staging didn't quite go to plan with the rain, and then uh, luckily, obviously the second time it kind of stayed away. Um, for me, it was an absolutely amazing meeting. I mean, to kind of be second in Britain and kind of be sat here now and knowing that um, feels absolutely amazing. And obviously, only a, only a losing to uh, to a Dan Bewley. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to lose to anyone less than him. So he absolutely deserved it. He was um, he was phenomenal on the night, and uh, he actually won the final by a ridiculous amount. So uh, no, congratulations to him. And uh, as I say, it definitely feels good right now. He was he was fast, and we knew that Dan Bewley was going to be quick around there because he's been breaking track records in Europe obviously he's not been riding in in this country but interesting yeah, yeah. to see just how fast he was around the National Speedway Stadium um but for you I guess going into that British final knowing it was on your home track a track you've done a lot of laps on um against opposition that I guess you've had you know results against over the course of the season whilst it was tough opposition it must have been really as as perfect a preparation as you could have possibly have had in in terms of your confidence and knowing that there were all riders that you could be on a circuit you knew as well as anyone. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, Bell- Bellevue's a funny one because everyone sort of assumes that, you know, obviously it's like my um, my um, home track and I've done plenty of laps, which I have. Um, but I obviously grew up on something very, very different. So for me, Bellevue was a big unknown. Um, even to the start of this year, I mean, I was struggling to score maybe two or three points last season um, at home. So for me, it's obviously a massive step forward, which is great. Um, and obviously, have to um, have that confidence going into um, going into the British final. Obviously, against the, against the, those guys, obviously makes makes the things easier. Obviously, being on your home track. So for me, I mean, I felt good, and obviously, the first staging of it, um, I felt I felt even better. Um, and then kind of to continue that on the way it went, and uh, as you say, to kind of be fast and match match some of those guys which um which I've obviously grown up watching um was obviously fantastic so for me it was uh one of those things that we've obviously worked really really hard for and um the reason why we're obviously good around Bellevue now is uh, purely because of the hard work we put in um because it definitely wasn't something natural for me so definitely couldn't be happier it was um sort of a tale of consistency steady consistency wasn't it because you did you, you had a third I think in your first ride um but then from there on you, you did have a win but largely it was second places that that got you through to the, the the big semi-final of course and then it comes down to the the one-off rides but I suppose it's just keeping your head isn't it in, in a tournament like that not getting off to the the best start but you know it's um slow and steady wins the race yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, start start of the meeting quite slow. Um, I actually felt unbelievably slow. Um, but we obviously didn't panic. I mean, me and my um, and my mechanic Kyle. I mean, uh, we obviously worked really, really hard for that, and we never we never panicked, and we kind of managed to get in those kind of consistent results, which is um, which is kind of unheard for me because you kind of see my score chart sometimes, and it's win last, win last. But no, for me, it was good to pick up those second places and. Um, Definitely had um had um luck on my side a few times. Obviously, Bomber was in front of me one race, and he ended up breaking down. Um, and then I managed to make a few good passes, which was great. And obviously, just like I pick up those few kind of important points, and uh, then obviously scraped through into the semi and um managed managed to do the job there. And uh, then obviously followed down home for the final. So no, it was great. And reaching the final, I mean, what was your aim going into the British final? I mean, obviously to win, but. You knew that you were heading into a tough field. What what would you have taken from the from from the start of that meeting? So I obviously naturally put quite a lot of pressure on myself. Um, I I I obviously always um always um expect myself to do good, and I always prepared to win. Um, I would never turn up to a meeting without thinking I can win. Um, regardless of the situation, uh, whether that's Cardiff or whether that's kind of you know championship meeting. So uh, for me turning up there, I mean it was. 
definitely an open mind. I obviously had to be realistic. And uh, for me, it was definitely to try and get top six. I, I, I always wanted to make the semi. I think that would be a good show if I could. And um, for me, as soon as I made the semi, it was like, right, top three now. You know, and you kind of, you kind of build all the time. And even even when I come second, I was like, oh, I obviously want to win now. You know, so we're always trying to improve. And for me, going into that meeting, it was sort of like a um, no lose situation for me. It was kind of open on my home track, and uh, as you say, managed to come away with a good result. And yeah, top three was a was a pretty good target. But yeah, for me, obviously, top top uh, top six was the original, and then it changed to top three after the semi. You've got to keep revising it, haven't you? But there, as, as as you say there, there's a huge amount yeah, yeah. of um, look involved in Speedway. You've got to have the look on your side as well. And you can ride as, as, as well as you can. You can have the engine set up. You can lay your plans uh, as best as you possibly can and put huge amounts of money into it. But ultimately, you need a little bit of look on your side as well, don't you, just to, to carry you over? Yeah, massively, um, especially in those meetings. I mean, obviously, those meetings all, all, um, all um, on the uh, on the uh, one night. It isn't it isn't obviously like in uh, where we have three rounds to kind of improve everyone. We have obviously that um, that one night. So you need all the luck you can get, really. Um, and yeah, I mean, we obviously had our had our luck. We obviously worked worked out really hard, and uh, and yeah, I mean, there isn't there isn't much more to say, really. And do you prefer the? the, the one-off occasion because it's kind of like a classic speedway meeting really when you think back to you know the olden days of the world championship being decided on one night you have that extra drama sometimes as you saw in the previous round the weather can play uh, a huge part in it it yeah, can just be yeah. one simple mistake it, you know anything can happen and that can be good for you or it can be bad for you and there's no time to correct it because i want to see people saying oh maybe the british championship should be over a number of rounds through the course of the season and what what are your thoughts on on that kind of idea i actually agree with kind of both i mean it's kind of hard to make a decision um because for me the british final has always been on like obviously over over um one night I mean, I've been I've been told countless stories. Of obviously, everybody going to uh, to a Coventry on a Sunday afternoon, and uh, and um, the place being absolutely packed out. And uh, for me, that's obviously a um, a fantastic situation. But then you have to also look at the Grand Prix series. I mean, they also did the um, World Final for how many years, and then they switched to the uh, switched the series. And for me, I think that's I think that's way better. I think it kind of gives those guys who's kind of had like a, maybe like a tough first round or. Maybe it's on their home track. I mean, or maybe you know, it's with one of their bad tracks. They can kind of make it up elsewhere. Um, I mean, same as the um, same as the um, Polish Championships. I mean, they have obviously three goes at it, and uh, the best guy wins at the end. So it's kind of win-win, really. I'm going to talk more about Glasgow in in, in just a little bit, but um, nice to have a bit of a Glasgow yeah. connection on that podium at uh, at Bellevue on Sunday with yourself yeah. and Dan Bewley and Craig Cook. Yeah, I mean, me and uh, me and a cookie obviously racing in the team for the last two years now. Um, and obviously, I mean, I mean, fair play to cookie. I mean, he hadn't actually raced a bike since well, maybe like ten weeks or something stupid because he had he had like all that all that time out with his uh, with his uh, hand, and then he um, and then he had like a big crash at a, a red car, and then he was out again. And for him for him to come back, I mean, obviously, I know he's been practicing, but I don't think it was for very long. And obviously, practice is never like racing. So for him, it was obviously fantastic. I mean, all um, all the congratulations to him as well. Um, and obviously for us, for a, for a Glasgow, me and him being on the podium, and obviously Dan once once obviously being a Tiger, that's obviously great for them. And it obviously clearly shows that they know what they're doing with their riders at the minute. I mean, uh, yeah, fantastic result for them, and also for uh, for a Bellevue as well because we're all also were all our Bellevue riders. So it was kind of kind of a funny situation, really. Tell us about your season uh, overall, because that obviously would have been a, a, one of your aims at the start of the season to do well in the British final, of course. And I think you can you can say that that you've you achieved that. Um, you've had some big meetings through the course of this season, some big opportunities, particularly um, the appearance at Cardiff. You know, you you were racing in SGP two in the in the full meeting, but you also, as things turned out, ended up racing in in the Grand Prix itself as well. I mean, that must have been quite a, yeah. a learning experience, a big experience for you to be firmly involved in that, not just watching or not just watching in the pits, but to be to be thrust into the, the action against the world's best there must have been a huge experience for you. Yeah, massively. I mean, even to even turn up to the track and being, 
being allowed to even walk the track was obviously amazing for me because I've always I've, I've always obviously dreamt of it same as every kind of kid my age is obviously involved in speedway and it was more like you know this obviously opportunity definitely definitely doesn't come around too often and um, as soon as I said I had the had the reserve spot it kind of it kind of switched and obviously made me realize of, of obviously what we've done um it was obviously one of those situations that we took with both hands we made sure we were prepared as much as I could and definitely a learning experience because I definitely would do things a lot different um I, I put too much pressure on myself in that meeting because I wanted to perform um but I mean I mean the experience was was absolutely unbelievable I mean obviously being in the Grand Prix and being able to kind of ride around to the start line and I can kind of see all the people and see the kind of this sort of dream that I've been thinking ahead for so long was uh was an unbelievable and obviously with the SGP2 it was it was a little bit of a shame how it how it ended because we ended up just hitting form right at the end and I felt really good for the semis um same as same as Leon I mean we both worked really hard for that and um Unfortunately, obviously the track wasn't wasn't too great. I mean, obviously Discovery did the best they could, and um, yeah, for us, big shame. But definitely, we'll never ever forget that experience. How did it actually stack up in reality to how you think about it? Because you know, every speedway rider, I think, dreams of of racing at Cardiff. You probably had your own opinion or your own thoughts on on what it would be like. Um, how how did it stack up in reality? Yeah, I mean, I actually had to take a few steps back because I kind of, I kind of was thinking about it for so long, and I was like, you know, maybe like two months, or maybe not two months, maybe like I don't know, four, or four or five weeks beforehand, I was sort of thinking, you know, obviously going to Cardiff, get ready, kind of less like, um, less like do the bikes up, let's get you know t-shirts made and all this sort of stuff, and it kind of continued on, and then as soon as I arrived to the track, I didn't really kind of. I wasn't really thinking about that, you know. So I had to kind of, I had to kind of do practice, and I, I wasn't, I was actually dreadful to be honest in, a, in, a, in a practice. And uh, I kind of took a step back after that, and then I could kind of take a breather, you know. And I actually realised where I was, and after that, it was great. And uh, the kind of, as you say, the um, the unreality kind of hits then once you kind of look at it, because I was, I was thought I was turning up to a meeting, and I was too focused on everything else rather than racing. And uh, yeah, it definitely stacked up and. I, I really hope I can be there again. Another, obviously, I am. I am another time in the future. I'm sure that will be on the cards. Absolutely, and great. You know, we've seen it. I think it 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 it, it does provide great experience for the young riders, as we've seen. You know, and riders like um, you know Ty Wuffenden or. Uh, you know, Dan Bewley, a case in point, he was a track reserve at one point, and I think he got, I think he just got the one ride at Cardiff, and now, you know, that must yeah. set him in good stead for when he does qualify, uh, as he has done for the for the, for the regular series. Um, and you put a lot of personal investment into your bikes and 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 your equipment, and as you say, merchandise and everything else uh, ahead of that. So for you, it was taking your game up a notch as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, we had to. I mean, obviously, for me, it was one of those things that I wanted to go there and uh, and I win. I mean, obviously, my uh, my focus was on the SGP two, so everything prior to that was almost like practice in my head. Um, so it was kind of it was kind of I wanted to turn up and I wanted to impress. Obviously, we had we had like um, um, a lot of sponsors that obviously helped me helped me towards that, and we wanted to show them a little bit more kind of thank you really. Um, as well as trying to make myself look good. I mean, because that's always that's always kind of the case with obviously trying to get new sponsors and trying to retain the sponsors you have. And also just to try and put a good kind of mark on on obviously myself as a whole because we obviously dedicate our life to this. And uh, for me to kind of turn up, I would obviously hate to turn up there half-heartedly. So I had, I, had, I had a fantastic team behind me that day and I still have them now. So for me, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously grateful to have, this, to have their support and... Yeah, we obviously made a made a uh, made a um, impression in the end, which was the main thing. And everybody kind of pointed out the suit and covers we had done, and the merchandise and the hats and all the, all that sort of stuff. And it was it obviously worked out really good in the end. Yeah, I saw a lot of Tom Brennan t-shirts going around Cardiff, so you must have done all right there. So that's good. <laughs> good, <laughs> exactly. And with um, with SGP two, you, you were very close to to qualifying, frustratingly close, and. It's your last opportunity this year, isn't it? So that that must have been a a bittersweet thing in a way. I mean, it's great that you got to ride for in Cardiff, but you must be disappointed that it didn't quite work out for the full tournament. Of course, unbelievably disappointed. I think I think that was probably one of the toughest things to take. I mean, we we uh, turned up to Sweden, obviously, with every mind of qualifying. Um, we put a lot of effort into that kind of semi. Um, we had a lot of. We put a lot of money, a lot of time, 
a lot of investment into that. We kind of turn up there maybe like two days before. We had like good sleep. We ate good. You know, every, everything was kind of to plan. And uh, to be one point short of qualifying was uh, was absolutely devastating. And it was kind of one of those things that it definitely took me a while to get over. Um, as much as I can kind of say, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, it's only under 21. It really did matter. Um Every, every meeting to me matters and everyone was like oh well you know maybe you can still get Cardiff but for me it was more about being trying to be under 21 world champion so that was obviously tough to take I mean still to get the first um, reserve spot is still good because I'm kind of on the sidelines waiting to go and hope I mean I, I, I don't know what it's looking like for Torren but maybe that opportunity can kind of come around and I can kind of show what I can do there and kind of bow out on a on hopefully like a good performance. Yeah, it, it as you say, it's good to be involved, isn't it? But it was such such a huge shame, and just how speedway can go sometimes. It's pretty brutal. But with the yeah. under twenty one situation, you, you've you've been in this. Um, I don't know. You've been. I don't. Mean, it's like a family, isn't it? The under twenty one setup, the Great Britain under twenty one setup. I'm talking yeah. about, and and now you're at the end of this season, really graduating into the big wide world, really now. So, what are your aims looking ahead to twenty twenty three? Exactly. No, I mean, uh, for me, obviously, being a part of the under-21s, I mean, I started um, Neil and uh, Neil and Jackie Batcher. I mean, I've obviously known them since I did the British Youth under sixteen. since I was God knows how old when I when I could barely touch the floor on a sewer bike. So for me to kind of be involved with them for this long and them kind of show me the way and kind of progress naturally is, is, has been absolutely amazing for me. And obviously going through the under-15s, you know, under under-16s, under-19s and now under-21s, it kind of does feel like I'm working my way up, which is which is great because although those things are, are kind of junior events and they obviously people can kind of say they obviously don't uh, don't I mean too much in, in the kind of real world. I mean, they kind of meant a lot to me and, and you can clearly see that, you know, people that have gone good in them, so like Robert Lambert, Dan Bewley, I mean, people like that that have kind of then progressed on to more. Um, for me now, I mean, I mean, we'll have to see what the future holds. I mean, I think I've done myself proud. I mean, in the in the um, in the in the under twenty one series so far, and kind of done done the best I possibly can. Um, I mean, now it's kind of as you say, I'm I'm now sort of like a free agent, and I have to kind of rely on myself to kind of get in those big teams and. For me at the minute, I mean, I'd be silly not to say to try and be in the Spear Nations next year. Um, that That's obviously a massive aim for me. I mean, top four. And I think I didn't do myself any harm, obviously, from from uh, Sunday. Um, so hopefully, I mean, that can obviously work towards that. Um, make my way up in Poland as well is like a massive thing for me because that's kind of where Spear is going at the minute. And I need to try and prove myself on the, uh, on the world stage as well. But... We have to kind of take one thing at a time, take it slow, same as what we have done since I've ever started and kind of go at our own pace. And when the time comes, it will come. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And uh, But we're definitely going to work as hard as I can to get there, for sure. The under-21 final this year, obviously yep. you had that big crash. Um, you were reigning champion going, in, <laughs> going into that, yeah. but then you had this big crash and... I think a lot of people were surprised that you were actually named in the lineup first of all, and then secondly that you came down to the tapes, <laughs> knowing that you yeah. had such a big injury. You like, you'd, was it your shoulder you'd hurt, or talk us through it? Anyway. Uh, so it was my rib, it was my rib and my slight spine. So it was like bruised, bruised like spine, like like a, like a muscle damage, and then it was also like a um, a um, cracked, cracked, cracked rib as well. Okay. And then so um, (laughs) heading out with that, you know, I say it was it was like, wow, he's actually riding because there were some riders dropping out. um, And then it was sort of confirmed. Look, he's still on the team sheet. It's five o'clock in the afternoon. Looks like he's going to ride. And sure enough, there you are. Um, A tough one for you. I think you did all you could. But, um, you know, I think everybody's, you know, hats off to you for, for, for giving it a go and. It must, have, yeah. it must have been fairly painful. But, it, of course, again, your last appearance in the under-21s in, in that tournament as well. Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, I mean, obviously, Leon Leon Flint did an absolutely amazing job. I mean, I know just how hard he's been working this year. So, for him, it's obviously a fantastic result. So, congratulations to him first. And also the under-19s as well. I mean, he went through the cards then. He then went through the card under-21s. And, yeah, I wasn't obviously 100% fit, but... At the same time, it, it it didn't really impact me too much. I mean, the first race, admittedly, it really did hurt. And I honestly didn't really think I was going to carry on because it, it kind of was, was hurting me that kind of hurt me that bad. And I never really kind of felt it like that because normally when you race, you can kind of switch everything off. 
But after that first race, I kind of said to my mechanic, I was like, I really, really don't think I can do this. Um, sure enough, I then got back on uh, <laughs> and then uh, managed to kind of get through in by my third or fourth race. Maybe, you know, obviously I kind of I kind of felt it all coming back and I, I ended up forgetting about it. And to be honest, the injury wasn't really there. So for the final, it was was all out. I mean, the main thing for me was was obviously getting out of the start. That kind of hurt a lot for me because obviously the, um, the um, impact of kind of dropping the clutch. And trying to be relaxed because the starts are very slick and they were and they didn't have much grip. You had to be as kind of relaxed as you could. And for me, I was the complete opposite. I was like a wooden plank on the bike. So I kind of never got the bike to the first corner and Leon did. And Birmingham track has been good this year. But unfortunately, that night it was it was um, very, very one lined and it went very slick, very fast. So passing was tricky and I ended up trying too hard. And that's obviously what you get sometimes. But obviously take a take a nothing away from leon i mean he obviously was fantastic that night and for me i'm gutted i really am because it, it obviously hurt a lot to kind of go through all of that and whether we're going to do the meeting or not and finally get into the final and throw it all away um was a massive disappointment and oh i always have to shout out connor 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 bailey because he actually laid his bike down fantastically well going into that third bend because if there's anyone else behind me they may have gone straight through me and it could have been a way worse situation so massive credit to him yeah, and he, again, teammate of yours at Glasgow, but he had a, a great night as well, didn't he? He was uh, really put his name out there. and Yeah, he had a, he had a fantastic night. Yeah, no, tremendous. Um, yeah, he, he rode really, really well. Tom Brennan on No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. We'll pause there, and in the next part, we'll have a look at Tom's British teams so far this season. The Bellevue Aces and the Glasgow Tigers both heading for the playoffs can they get league titles? We'll find out about that and much more. Back with Tom Brennan in just a moment here on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. You're listening to No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. Coming up in just a bit, we'll hear from Danny Ford, promoter at the Pool Pirates, as they head through to the semi-finals of the championship playoffs. We'll also hear from Danny King after their victory at the uh, Plymouth Gladiators on Tuesday night. Right now, back to our chats with Tom Brennan and talking about his British League team's and their hopes for playoff glory. But yeah, as you say, I mean, Bellevue, I mean, starting with Bellevue, I mean, those guys kind of took me on when I was kind of struggling. I was kind of my worst. Obviously, I had uh, I had like a broken leg in 2019. I had all that year out. I then had all 2020 out. So I had, I had nothing really behind me. So those guys definitely took a big risk in kind of putting me as their rising star and putting that trust in me. And it took almost all year to kind of get it out of me but we we kind of got there in the end and obviously now you can kind of see the progress that they made with me and Marka Marka Lemon has been fantastic obviously ATPI everyone from Bellevue have kind of always been supportive of me and I really really cannot thank them enough I mean obviously the track has kind of pushed me on massively from what I've always known and it's it's obviously helped me massively when I go when I obviously go abroad and now that's what's helping me in Poland and places like that and also, also Glasgow. I mean, with those guys kind of taking the risk on me as well, because I obviously I'd, I'd, I'd like only been racing Eastbourne and I've only been in my comfort zone. And, and for them to kind of take a big risk on me was uh, was a you know really really good of them. I, I know they obviously had a, had a Uruk obviously injured at the time, um, but no, those guys have been fantastic. I mean, I mean, I mean the way they kind of do their do their business, the way they kind of um, promote promote Speedway is obviously fantastic, and their and their racetrack is always good. Um, so for me, I obviously couldn't couldn't be happier being uh, being a with a, with a Glasgow and obviously Bellevue, and hopefully I can have some more years with them because I, I definitely wouldn't want to wouldn't want to call it quits right now. It's hard to you know I think with the Polish situation as we know you know we've seen it with Dan Bewley, um Robert Lambert and Ty you know the the restrictions are there so you, you want to ride in Poland. But you you, need, you want to ride over here as well. There's only so many that you, you that you yeah. can do. So maybe that would be a, a a bridge you have to cross one day. But certainly you, your clubs in Britain seem to have been you know good to you. And and you you have been riding in Poland, haven't you? Though so um, how's yeah. how's your Polish season gone? And how's your Polish uh, learning been? Because it is quite in a quite a different world there. <laughs> my my uh, my Polish learning has been the same as. God knows how many years. Absolutely terrible. Cannot understand a word of him, and I don't think I ever will, to be honest. 
Um, but no, I mean, I, I raced for Ravic this season. Um, I had, They always put a lot of trust in me. I mean, I was a bit of an unknown as well. I mean, I, I hadn't done a season. I hadn't done actually one league race at all in Poland. And Adam Adam uh, Skornicki had kind of helped me massively with that. He kind of got me in with Ravic. And they, um, they had helped me a lot. I mean, those guys want to win Speedway and you can kind of see the passion. So obviously, um, I, th- I think it was um, Metallica and all, all, all of those sponsors there have kind of helped me massively. And they've definitely shown me the path to what to what Polish Speedway is. Um, for me, it was a very tough season. I mean, they do Speedway so different and I, I don't really think people understand until you kind of see it with your own eyes. Um, it's it's a very different atmosphere. It's a very different sort of pressure when you race there. Um, how they go through the races is very different, and the tracks as well. And obviously, the fact that they don't speak much English, so it's <laughs> it's kind of tough to take all that in one. Um, but I absolutely love my time at Ravic, and uh, those guys those guys looked after me good, and I really really. I I obviously improved throughout the year, which was the main thing. I kind of ended ended pretty good with them, so. Hopefully now it's only upwards and uh, and onwards. So we'll see what next year holds. And when you when you say they're going through the the race is different, what 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 would be some of those differences? Because obviously uh, it must be hard when you when you don't, yeah. when you're not <laughs> fluent with the language to sort of understand what's going on. I, I suspect to to begin with. But what's what what how, yeah. how's it go? How's the meeting run? So they're very very strict. Obviously, so same. I mean, here it was sort of supposedly meant to be a rule that. If you are still gardening at the uh, at the uh, start line, as soon as the two minute clock ends, you should be excluded. Now that's somewhat drifted away in British Speedway, which which is kind of a shame for me because I really do believe that that obviously should be a rule because we're kind of up waiting and there might be two guys that are still messing around after two minutes and they should be excluded. So, but for but for people like like racing in like FIM and people that are obviously in that, in our Poland as well, I mean. If you are not ready at the start line with two minutes, you are gone. No matter if it's half a second or a second, you know, that's gone. So there's like a massive pressure in being out on track on time. That's like that's like one of the main things is you've got to be ready. And also, it's one of those things, if you move ever so slightly, you're on a warning. If you And if you move again, you're out. There isn't any sort of leeway. So they're, they're very strict with that. The other thing is the methanol they use, which is which is in like a big kind of tank. So you have to go get it filled up before every race. You can't have your own in your pit. So that's also another thing that takes time. And also, the, yeah, the, the, I mean, the fans as well. I mean, that's that's another thing. They've got drums and it's a different, completely different atmosphere, you know, and they and they and they really do care about their speedway. I mean, same as same as in Britain. I mean, obviously, Britain obviously care about their speedway, but it's in like a very different way. Um, it's almost like a football match. Um so in Poland, you've got to be as quick as you can, not only on the track, but also in the pits. And they are, they are cutthroat. I mean, if you're not, if you're not performing, I mean, I mean, people know this without even being there. I mean, if you aren't, uh, if you aren't performing, you're obviously out in your next race, regardless of, of like who your name is or like what you've done, or if they believe in you, if you're not scoring, you're out. So that's, that's a tough one to take as well. Has that kind of improved your, not that you were in not disciplined, but you know what I mean, your your professionalism, your discipline, you see what goes on in Poland. Is that something then that you you transfer into everyday life because you have to you have to live like that in Poland, and that's how you have to you have to be. Whereas we see the, yeah. I think we see the riders that are riding in Poland. You see them arriving in the pits, you know, particularly the ones that are in the GP like Frick or Jack Holder. You know, I've noticed this at the start of the season, the just how organised they seem to be. You know, versus yeah. not, not that some riders are disorganised, but they're just prepared yeah. on an extra level, aren't they now? Yeah, massive. I mean, I mean, preparation is key to obviously everything in life. And as you say, I mean, you don't you don't always get what you want in life sometimes. So you always have to be one step ahead. So uh, so so for me, it's been a massive learning curve this year. I mean, I believe we're always quite organised anyway. Um, there's been some times this year when we definitely need to be more organised, and you kind of take tips off of off of those Grand Prix guys. But yeah organization is everything and uh trying to be one step ahead is is obviously even more so so poland definitely teach you that i mean i mean england also teaches you that i mean doing doing anything whether whether it's like a job interview or whether it's god knows what you have to be on time and if you're not you obviously won't get the best performance out of it um let's talk about bellevue um you are heading to Sheffield this week. Sheffield still unbeaten at home so far this season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously going going head to head with Sheffield, that's always a big meeting for us and always a big meeting for everyone at Bellevue. Um, more so the fans, I think. 
than us but uh no it's uh it's uh, one of those meetings that we always look forward to and Sheffield always put a good show on and I mean if we can finish off the league that's great and that kind of shows the team that obviously Lemo and everyone at Bellevue have built and uh hopefully we can kind of do that um and take it on into the take it on hopefully in um I'm um, into the final because I think that's where we would deserve and we can go that one step higher this year instead of instead of coming second because that that would hurt a lot so no I'm, I'm sure we have it all in us and obviously Every, everyone in that team has like um, a lot of experience, so I'm sure we can kind of turn it around this year. What's the team spirit been like at Bellevue? Because we've heard a bit about it. Um, you got off to a great start, of course, against Peterborough, but then there were one or two wobbles and waiting to sort of sign that, that missing link, and that turned out to be Mate Zagar. How have things um, been since, since Mate's arrival? Yeah, it's funny um, because the start of the year was obviously a little bit tricky with a few team changes and and, and everything else. And the team team was okay. There wasn't much of an atmosphere, to be completely honest. Um, it was it was more of those. It was it was sort of everyone was trying to find their place and you know and, and, and all those sort of things. And I think also with the management because they obviously weren't obviously completely happy. So as soon as as soon as Mate came, it was like a, it was almost it was almost as if the team sort of come together. Um, Matty's Matty's a fantastic character. I mean, I've I've always never met him before until this year, and he's definitely definitely one of those guys that that have that kind of team spirit in him. And he's a he's um he's um a very very direct person, so you definitely know if you've kind of uh, kind of annoyed him or not, which is which is fantastic. And he's he's obviously one of those guys that how do, I don't really know how to, how to say. I mean, since since like Matty's come, yeah, we, we we've all had a laugh, and he's he's obviously always always the guy to kind of crack the joke on uh, on our trap walk. And uh, no, I mean now everyone's sort of come together. So with obviously Max Frick, with the experience of him, Brady, Charles, even even uh, Jai. I mean, we've obviously all come into it kind of kind of good this year. And obviously Norick Norick now is is kind of come into some fantastic form and. He's uh he's now obviously showing what he's capable of. So I mean we're all sort of firing at the same time. We have like a great team spirit, and if obviously Mate keeps making us laugh like he does, I think we can go all the way. And it looks like uh, if obviously we're not exactly sure at this point who your opposition is going to be, but I think the the experts are predicting that likely it'll be Ipswich, um, who have been top of the table yeah. all the way through the season. Um, you're going to have to ride all the the big hitters at some point to, in order to win the title, I suppose. But yeah. um, you know, Ipswich yeah. have had a a great season, but as all sides do, they've they've had a, a few wobbles here and there, maybe at the wrong time. That they're also one of the sides that are going to be missing a meeting because of um, obviously no meetings this last Monday. So they're they're one of the sides actually who yeah. probably lose out potentially the most there because they can't defend the top of the table. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, it, Ipswich have been great this year and, and they've obviously got like a fantastic number one and obviously Jason Doyle and, and he's obviously been doing his job, more so his job everywhere he's gone. And obviously to have a number one like that, same as, same as us really. I mean, same as like Max Rick. I mean, he he, he obviously kind of brings the team together for sure. Um, they've had a fantastic year, um, but I hope we can finish it better than them. Yeah, looking for a strong and, and I've, there is it's it's not pressure, but it is, and I think maybe Mark Lemon feels it more than perhaps the riders. You know, this weight of history on Bellevue's shoulders, the fact that it has been so long since they've yeah. won the league title. It it is a it is that uh, that thing that's lurking in in maybe the background of, of of people's minds. Maybe more, as you say, maybe more the supporters than it is the riders. Yeah, of course it will. I mean, obviously, same as I mean, I think I think you can see the passion behind Bellevue, and you can see what they're clearly trying to do. Um, and for them not to have done it sooner, I'm very surprised because they've always put a good team together. Um, they've always been there. They've always been thereabouts, and they've just come short every time. Um, so uh, I, I really hope we can do it because it would be awesome to be part of that team. Um, you know, when when we can do it, because obviously, definitely, I, I definitely believe in more of the case of when rather than if, because they they definitely will um, at some point. This year is better than ever. Um, Lemo obviously really really wants to do the best he can. I mean, he's he always gets involved and he always he always wants the best for that club. And now, obviously, with his new role being being higher up in Bellevue as well, it means that much more to him. Um, but saying again, it's, it's one of those situations that we can't put too much pressure on ourselves. We have to go in there with an open mind, same as what we always have done, and just ride, just ride that extra ten percent better for all of us, and uh, we'll come away with a win. And maybe looking to put the record straight from last year, of course, because you were in the grand final last year and were were runners up, and maybe you know how that disappointment feels, yeah. and you want to feel the other side of it. 
Yeah, I'll never forget coming across the line in heat 14 and uh, I'd just come second, got nipples and they just won the league and it was like, oh, this is the worst feeling in the world. You know, there is going to get worse than that. You have to do the slow lap of honour and congratulate everyone, which which is deservedly, I mean, they, they obviously did a fantastic um, a, uh, job last year and if they win, they win. You have to take it, but I, I really don't want to take it this year. <laughs> and you could win two league titles. I'm sure, but... I'm sure no one wants to take it. <laughs> you, and there is the other potential of, a, of another league title because with Glasgow you're in the semi-finals because you finished second in the table and um, at the point of recording this it's likely that you'll be facing Poole um, that may well change <laughs> but uh, assuming that, it, that things you know with, with Poole having a 30 point lead over Plymouth who ride uh, Tuesday yeah. night um, and that gets underway this Sunday the um, first leg um, at Ashfield, it's been a little bit of a break in in the season for for Glasgow. You've had a bit of a delay while everything else. I mean, weather has been one reason, but also the quarterfinals have been happening, and you've been sort of on the sidelines a little bit as far as Glasgow. So it must be nice to get back in action at, at Ashfield once again in a meeting against the reigning champions. Yeah, I don't think we've actually had this much of a break ever. I mean, we've had. I think it would come to like six weeks or seven weeks, which is which is unbelievable, really. Um, kind of we would have thought we'd be racing more often. Um, but say again, I mean, um, uh, Glasgow have been trying to do everything they can. We, we were going to try to get a challenge meeting on, but that, that, that never really happened. But now we're going to have like a team practice beforehand. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll all be ready. I mean, no doubt about that. But yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been pretty tough having all those weeks off and then kind of putting the Glasgow suit back on will definitely be like a funny feeling. Um, but we're, we're all ready to go. I mean, those guys know what they're doing and we're not panicking. So hopefully they're not panicking and uh, we, can, we can go ahead and, and obviously do the, do the job we need to do. Obviously, you've got Craig Cook back now. That must be a bit of a boost. Um, Ulrich Ostergaard, I think, still out at the moment, isn't he? But you have got um, a strong side, of course, um, Glasgow. And as I say, facing Poole, though. Poole um, have had a couple more meetings. You are having a team practice. You've all been riding individually as riders elsewhere, though, in, yeah. in the Premier League. So you don't think that's going to be a, be an issue or anything, coming in cold? Because you're not really coming in cold. You're riding every week. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it'd be absolutely fine. And I think I think people forget sometimes, I mean, people people can go into kind of, uh, kind of go into panic because we hadn't ridden the track for so long. But that obviously never goes. And to be honest, sometimes it does good to kind of go away for a little bit and then come back even, even stronger and kind of forget about everything. Because you can sometimes get in a rut of going every single week and doing the same thing week in, week out all the time. And until you have that step back and look back, you you then kind of you you may, you may do something a little bit different because you haven't been there for a while, and it kind of helps. So, I mean, I think I think we're as strong as ever. Obviously, we have a fantastic team. Um, Cami obviously Cami obviously did a uh, did a um, great job building that, and same as Pete Fasano and everyone else involved. And Basso, I think I think I think could be a very strong card for us. Um, myself, hopefully, um, Cookie being back is is obviously really really good for everybody um, because when obviously Cookie's firing and obviously he wants it, I mean you saw at the British final, um, he can be very very good, especially around there. It's kind of his like uh, kind of his like fortress really. So uh, with him, obviously Uric's out at the minute. Um, I really hope he can come back soon because he's obviously a very valuable part of the team. Daniel and Connor have been unbelievable and. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I, I really can't see us not doing it, to be honest. Paul have a great team and they obviously pushed us really, really close beforehand. However, me and me and Ben weren't there, I don't think. So we can kind of hopefully make up that kind of deficit that they had. Um, and like I say, trying to try and go to Paul with like a with like a strong lead would be our, would be our target. And do you know how Danian's getting on? Because, of course, he's had some surgery, hasn't he, on a collarbone that he, that he injured yeah, yeah. is he uh he, i know he's trying to get back for the playoffs he's going to make it yeah i'm know. sure he will i mean daniel's a daniel's a pretty strong guy and he's uh and he always gives it 110 percent. so i'm um, without without a doubt if he if, it, if he can be there it will be good stuff okay and then uh you'll be back at pool next week i think for the for the return leg so i guess f- for yourselves it's uh get as big a lead as possible um to, to take to pool yeah, we know we need a big league to go to Paul. I mean, Paul are always good, especially at home. They always do a very good track, and it's uh, it's one of those tracks that gating is very important, and uh, the um, the dirt there is very very different. I mean, same as uh, same as it being so close to the sea and stuff like that. Did obviously um, everything like that kind of comes into it, and it makes a big difference. So they obviously have it set up there, and they know how to make starts, and we need to make sure we can make even better ones. 
we did a track walk with BSN last week around Pool, and Steve Worrell was telling us that there's some there's some bumps that appear on the track um, mm-hmm. down down the back straight that are, are um, only appear when the tide comes in or something like that. It's it's like okay. it's like a tidal track. So yeah, it depends whether you need to check the tide times before you ride on it yeah. and see where the bumps are going to be. Yeah, maybe that's what we need to get, get our jet skis. <laughs> good stuff well look thanks a lot tom for chatting to us today it's been great as always and uh you know good luck with everything coming up because i know that the season's not far off being done but there's a lot to be decided over these next few weeks or so and uh looking for a big finish and of course the the premiership pairs as well you've been involved in that and, and there's still two rounds of that to go in the in the final very yeah. final week so going right to the bitter end of october yeah. Oh my God. Again. I mean, last year I I didn't didn't think we were going to do it again. I mean, but, but we are again this year, which which doesn't which doesn't bother me. I mean, now is definitely not time to switch off because it can be very easy right now to be like, oh, we're, we're almost there. You know, we're almost at the end of the year. But for me, I I I am I am absolutely love what I do, and to be quite honest, I I, I would never want the uh, never want the season to end. So for me, it's obviously one of those things that I'm obviously more than happy to race as much as I can. And now as well, we kind of put that extra ten twenty percent on and try and do the jobs we, we've been trying to do all year and obviously oh, sorry with the with the uh, premiership pairs I mean that's been that's been unbelievable for me I mean it's one of those things it's a very tricky meeting for us I mean as as, as as the rising stars because you're going up against the two best riders in the team and you're kind of thrown in cold on a track that's maybe a little bit different to normal and you have to try and be on your game as well as people that have already had maybe one or two or even three rides so it's very, very difficult, but to even be a part of that and to kind of have that scheme going, I think it may have to be looked at next year, maybe with the rising star thing, because it is sometimes a little bit unfair, I'd, I'd say, um, for us to kind of go out cold and maybe they need to kind of look at that. Um, but to, to just be a part of that, to be to be able to see those guys is uh, is, uh, is uh, great and it only pushes us forward. But do you think maybe like have a rising star heat or something like that, so where you know, you know which heat you're going to be riding in or... Um, and, and maybe have equal competition, or yeah, I think I think they should at least do that. I think they should still like kind of include us in the meeting for sure. I think that's a good. I think it's good, even though it's hard. I think as I said before, it definitely pushes us on. However, I do think they should have maybe before that, maybe sorry, maybe maybe before that race, they should have like maybe a um kind of like a rising star race or something that, that actually does count towards the tally of the points because we are a part of the team and. I think for us, it would be good to have that kind of race to kind of get ready and put obviously points on the, on the, on the board, and then and then we can have another race against everyone else once we've had a, had a ride. You know, you can have all, be quite a all, good way. I mean, that's that's yeah. obviously just in hindsight. You could have all six rising stars out in one heat, a six rider rising star heat. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, fantastic. <laughs> no, that that sounds great. <laughs> could you imagine the state of that oh my god <laughs> yeah i think that's the kind of race that would happen once and then that would be it uh, but it would be great while that would be it. Exactly. exactly brilliant stuff thanks a lot tom awesome no worries tom brennan our special guest this week on no breaks no fear and tom will be in action with the bellevue aces as they visit the sheffield tigers on thursday in the premiership the final date uh, before the cut-off for the playoffs, of course, and the playoffs continue in the championship and Glasgow Tigers roll back into action on Sunday when they face the Pool Pirates. And the Pirates defeated the Plymouth Gladiators earlier this week and uh, we'll hear from the Pool co-promoter Danny Ford and the captain Danny King on their big victory over the Plymouth Gladiators to seal their passage through to the semi-finals. That's all coming next on No Breaks, No Fear. No brakes, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back to No Brakes, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. I'm Ian Brannan, and you join me live at the Coliseum, the home of the Plymouth Gladiators, where here this evening on Tuesday night, as we record this, the Plymouth Gladiators have been defeated by the Pool Pirates 50 40 or 70 to 110 on aggregate as they move forward to the playoff semi-finals, the Pool Pirates, where they'll meet the Glasgow Tigers with the first leg this Sunday. So a uh, real hammering at home, to be honest. Uh, last week did the damage. It was kept much closer here tonight. 
Let's hear from the Pool Pirates captain Danny King. But first, co-promoter Danny Ford speaking with Lee Kilby and Jason Harold from British Speedway Network. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's been a bit of a funny season. We had a, little, a bit of a dip mid-season, but uh, since then... We're coming good, and I think it's just at the right time, thank God. Well, I was just going to say that, that I think you can forgive a mid-season dip, can't you, if, if you... Because uh, this is pool territory, isn't it? The end of season. Yeah, it's what we're made about. We love the playoffs. We usually come to life just about then, and, uh, yeah, hopefully, um, same again. Come aboard. Well, I knew you were going to be in the booth. I had to come. I had to run down to get an interview in, Dan. <laughs> of course, of course. Every year, every year, Paul, get the chemistry, get together get to this stage it's in the water mate and and congratulations tonight because you did what you had to do you're in there and nobody's going to want to ride against you buddy I've, I'm pretty confident about that that's the plan we want to send out a message um, done that over two legs against Plymouth hopefully we can do similar to Leicester tomorrow night and um, yeah that's it we want to send out the fear to them we're the defending champions of this and, and the cup um, we want to defend those with all we've got we're doing a good job of it. Um, hopefully we can just continue on in the same kind of vein. Many wondered with Matt stepping aside a little bit, Danny stepping in, would it change? <laughs> Nothing's changed, buddy. No, that's the mentality we have at Paul. You know, we want to win everything. Every competition we're in, we do want to win it. Um, that's why everyone hates us, you know, because uh, we, we, we don't, Danny, we don't. We don't. We don't. said that through gritted teeth, yeah, Dan. Did you that. notice that? Did you see that? His teeth were gritted. We, we, we love it. And, um, yeah, that, that spurs us on to win even more. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed. Um, more silverware to come this year. Absolutely, mate. Well, skipper Danny King's here as well now with a big smile. Congratulations, Danny. Job done tonight. Yeah, it was. Um, it was a tight meeting. It was. Uh, they kept you honest, they didn't did, they? They did. But as we said before, you know, they're, they're really good around here, and um, we, we we come here confident, as I say, but we didn't come here, you know, overconfident. So each race at a time, plugged away, and uh, obviously fantastic to come over the win. I think you put the marker down with that five-one in the opening race, though, didn't you? Yeah, it's always nice to go off to a good start. You know, I, I think as a number one, it relaxes the rest of the team, and hopefully you can push on after that. Your uh, your boss here is very impressed with you guys. Uh, good. Hopefully, we'll be in a few weeks' time as well. <laughs> just uh, just a quick shout for the track tonight because Richard commented how good it was to ride. It looked like you could ride it with complete confidence. Yeah, I think I touched on it earlier when we spoke. I, I said the uh, credit to the track staff. It's the best I think it's been. Well, the best it looked all year, and it certainly was the best it's ridden all year as well. So, you know, credit to everyone here. I know they've had some problems over the past few weeks, and uh, I think you know that needs to be said. Yeah, that's right. When you've had that issue, you put it right. Fair play to them. Brilliant. Congratulations, guys. We wish you all the very best in the semi-finals thanks guys Danny King and Danny Ford of the Pool Pirates speaking to Lee Kilby and Jason Harold on BSN and uh, don't forget you can watch all of the remaining action in the championship playoffs on BSN the next action will be on Friday but here's the um, fixtures coming up through the course of this next week. The Pool Pirates now head back to Pool Stadium on Wednesday night as they face Leicester in the Championship Knockout Cup semi-final where Leicester have just a couple of points lead there. That's going to be a close one at Pool Stadium. And in the National League, it's Oxford versus Kent. On Thursday, back to Premiership action where Kings Lynn host Wolverhampton and the Sheffield Tigers host the Bellevue Aces. On Friday, European Championships uh, continue in uh, Pardubice. That's uh, final number four. And it's Edinburgh versus Leicester in the Championship semi-final playoffs at Armadale. And then the return leg of that happens just 24 hours later, back at the Paul Chapman and Sons Arena on Saturday night. Both of those fixtures live on BSN. On Sunday, it's uh, the National League Riders' Championships at Scunthorpe. That starts at 3 o'clock. It's 6 o'clock start at Ashfield as the Glasgow Tigers host the Pool Pirates in the first leg of the championship semi-final in the playoffs there and then uh, the other fixture which will be taking place next week will be on uh, Tuesday where the Plymouth Gladiators are due to take on the Glasgow Tigers in that uh, outstanding championship fixture and then back for the semi-final second leg uh, the Pool Pirates versus the Glasgow Tigers scheduled for next Wednesday. And that's how things look over the next week. We'll be back with you next week with the next episode of No Breaks, No Fear landing on Wednesday morning. Have a great week in Speedway and we'll catch you soon on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.